Greetings, and welcome to episode 30 of the Prometheus Project podcast, an exploration of creativity. I'm your host, Richard Bist. Thank you for joining me once again. So for this episode, I want to talk about this quote that I read recently. It's something that really resonated with me, and I even ended up writing a blog post about it on my website, but I felt it needed further explanation. So some of you may be familiar with Joe DiMaggio. If not, he was considered one of the greatest baseball players ever to play the game. This is back in the 1950s. He was also considered one of the nicest guys to play as well. Obviously, he's known for all sorts of great quotes and lines, but this one, for some reason, just stuck with me over the past few weeks. So in the midst of his amazing career, DiMaggio was asked by a reporter why he played so hard in each and every game. DiMaggio's reply was this, When I run out onto that field, I imagine there's some kid in the stands who's seeing me for the first time, or maybe the last, and I don't want to disappoint him. Wow, that's such an amazing attitude to have and a great way to get motivated before a game. No denying that. And I think it resonated with me for a couple of reasons. First, I used to play soccer. I played for many years, and my knees can attest to that. But I never played professionally or even semi-professionally. But I can understand what he means. But also, as a writer and a creator, I have to consider what I'm presenting to my audience, my readers, or anyone who views my output. Now, if you've been listening to my podcasts or read my blog, you know that I've said that an artist must create for themselves, first and foremost. And I stand by that statement. I feel that we have to create things that interest us, that we're inspired to create. That's honesty in art. Being true to yourself. If you try to create things that you think or hope others will like, then you aren't creating for yourself. You're creating for an imaginary audience, and you aren't being honest in your art. But that's the creation part. That's all about you, the artist. The final product, however, is for the audience. And that's where DiMaggio's quote comes into play. When you've finalized your piece of art, your story, your painting, your sculpture, your song, it's time to hand it over to the world. And this is when you want to make an impression. This is the point where you consider your audience and what you're giving them. What I mean is, are you giving them the best that you can? I'll use myself as an example. When I work on a short story, I come up with an idea, usually something odd or strange, big surprise, which is what interests me. And then I begin to develop it. I think about characters pulling from people I know or people I've encountered. I come up with some sort of plot, a basic narrative, maybe an ending. But through this whole process, I don't ever think about who might be interested in the story, who might read it. I only think about what I would like to read. Like, if I stumbled upon the story in a magazine or an anthology, would I enjoy it? Would I think it was interesting or cool or trippy? So I go through the process and I draft and I rewrite. I let it sit for a little while, maybe a few days, maybe longer. Then I pick it up again and do another rewrite, or three. Eventually, I get to the point where I give up. And yes, I'm a firm believer that artists never complete a work. They abandon it. We're never really happy with the final product because it never quite matches what we see in our heads. But that's okay. I give it my best and that's all that matters. And at this point, it's where I have to begin considering my readers, or potential readers. Is my story in the best shape it can be? 
No typos, no embarrassing mistakes. Good. Most importantly, however, is asking if I told the best story I could. And let me clarify this a little bit. I'm not asking myself if the story is any good, or if I think it will sell or appeal to readers. What I mean is, did I give it my best? Did I try to convey it the best way possible? Did I put my heart into it? Was I honest? Was I passionate? These things matter not just to me, but also to potential readers. I know that I can feel like I can tell when a writer was passionate about their story, that they worked hard at it. The truth is that there are people out there who simply throw words on the page and call it a day. They don't pay much attention to telling the story. They're too concerned about numbers, productivity. They want to churn out fiction like an assembly line. The more stories they publish, the more readers, the more sales. That's not writing, that's production. It's cold and generic, and it lacks passion. It lacks caring, at least to me. And it comes across in the way the story reads. In the end, while they may have a few readers and a few more sales, their stories lacked honesty and end up being forgettable. But the writers who really care about telling a good story, providing a good product, they're the ones who matter. Why? Because they care not only about the story itself, but also about making a good impression. A well-written story told with that aforementioned passion will have more of an impact on readers than the assembly line books, especially if it's presented properly, you know, proofed for typos, formatted cleanly. Speaking from experience, I'm more likely to read books by an author who, despite not being a great writer, still tells their stories in an engaging way, who makes a good impression on me by telling me a story they really love, that they want to read themselves. I'll go back to them again and again because I can see how much they love what they're doing. It can be contagious. Going back to DiMaggio's quote for a moment, first impressions are important. Joe knew it back in the 1950s, and I think his words still ring true. If someone buys a copy of one of my books or reads one of my stories in a magazine or on a website, I want to make a good impression on them. I want them to finish reading and think, wow, that was pretty good. To me, that's just about the best compliment I can get knowing that someone read a story I wrote and enjoyed it. And because they felt that way, they may look for more things that I've written and maybe even tell their friends about my writing. It's a ripple effect. Think about what Joe said the next time you're wrapping up something that you've written or created. When the time comes to release it into the world, take a moment to think about the audience. Is this the best version you can give them? If you are on the other end of the transaction... Would you be impressed? It may be the first time someone reads one of your books, looks at one of your pictures, and you want them to come back for more. So give them the best you have. All right, so let's transition into the show closeout. For this episode, I thought I'd provide you with a prompt and challenge you to create something based on it. What you do is up to you. You can write, draw, sculpt, take a photo, write a song, create a dance. Doesn't matter, but use this prompt as your starting point. The reason I decided to go with this is because I've been seeing questions on social media lately about using writing prompts, if it's a good thing to use them, stuff like that. I've also participated in some writing prompt challenges, which I find to be incredibly fun and a good way to flex my creative muscles, 
Like I often say, the more we use our creativity, the more creative we become. Also, I think that writing and other forms of art are great ways for artists to work through their own issues, battle their inner demons, and just to figure things out. I know that I've used both my journal and my fiction to try and better understand myself and the world around me. So with that said, here's your prompt. Think about a time in your past where you made a mistake. And it can be a small mistake, like throwing away a bill you hadn't paid yet, or a big mistake, like a time you hurt someone. It should be something that's stuck with you, and over time it still bothers you when you think about it, laying in bed at night, sitting at a stoplight. We all have at least one moment in our lives that we look back on with regret. Now that you have that in mind, think about what you would do different if you could go back in time. If you could either warn your younger self or simply relive that moment or that event, what would you do differently? How would you change the course of events? But don't stop there. Consider what the repercussions of this change have on your life. Would you still have gone down the same path? Now, consider these thoughts, these decisions, the repercussions. Take a few minutes, even a day or more if you need to, but think about the possibilities. Once you've done that, create something. Write a story based on this experience and what you would have done differently. Write an essay, a poem, or simply write in your journal. And if you aren't a writer or you don't want to write about it, draw something. Express yourself, your feelings, make art, write a song, choreograph a dance. Whatever you feel you can do to express yourself, do it. The purpose of this exercise is twofold. First, it gives you an opportunity to set things right in your mind. You know, too often we're burdened with mistakes we've made in the past and we never really address them. With this exercise, you have that opportunity, even though it isn't real, but you can still go back and make things right in your head. I know it doesn't actually change the past, but it can help you to process and move on. The other reason is to have you explore uncomfortable emotions and use them in your art. As I've said before on both this podcast and on my blog, emotion, real emotion, is an important piece of any art form. And while love and friendship and harmony are wonderful, we also have to explore the darker, uncomfortable emotions in order to be well-rounded as artists. Art isn't always pretty, and we have to explore these alleys on occasion. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and that you found something useful in it. As always, I always appreciate feedback and reviews on whatever platform you listen to this on. You can also reach me via the contact form on my website or catch me on social media. Until next episode, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind, and be creative. Cheers. <laughs>